Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. Um, this is our Tuesday review show so we'll be looking back at the games from the weekend. Um, obviously Armagh were in action um, in their Division 2 clash against Common, But we're going to start with the ladies and they made their third Ulster final in a row with a win over Tyrone on Sunday. Or on Saturday sorry. Um, and pretty emphatically beat them. They were... They were Victorious 4-14 to 1-10 and that was with just three points in the second half. They put up a big show in the first half um, scoring 4-11. 2 six of that came um, without any reply from Tyrone. Armagh was ahead 2-6 to no score before um, obviously Tyrone got off the mark. And I suppose the big talking point and the big turning point for Armagh was when they released their starting team. There was the admissions of Amy Mackin, Blahine Mackin and Caroline O'Hanlon, three of the best players in ladies football, not only in Armagh ladies football, but throughout the country. Um, so before the throw-in start, obviously these three players come into the starting team and just immediately take over. And it was really around the middle of the park. It was the Caroline O'Hanlon show. And once the ball went inside, it was the Amy Mackin show. And anybody that has seen Jerome Quinn's, um, obviously he done live. Um, stream of the game and he's done a couple of um, videos post the game and you could see Amy Mackin's quality, Caroline O'Hanlon, Blahine Mackin got in the scoring act as well, Kelly Mullen um, but I suppose the player of the match for that game um, picked out by Jerome Quinn was Clodagh McCambridge um, so it just goes to show how good Armagh were that they were such an attacking force but at the back they were so steady as well and um, any of the videos seen, you could see Clodagh making great blocks and um, cleared one off the line as well. So that sets up Armagh well, obviously, for their third Ulster final in a row. They await the winners of Monaghan and Calvin. Um, that game was called off last weekend due to positive COVID cases. So they await that game. And they'll continue in the Ireland series now, um, which starts with a group stage. And that starts um, in two weeks. And of course they meet Tyrone in the first round. So um, it'll be interesting to see what impact that, that game has. So on Saturday that got us all in good form. Um, that, was, that was a two o'clock throw in. Armagh, a big win against the neighbours. And everything was set up to get a perfect day on Saturday. And I'm joined now by Potty Savage. And Potty, that's not the way it went with the game on Saturday night with Armagh and Roscommon. Um, I suppose... To start, obviously a bad result for Armagh, but with Leash being beat and Calvin being beat, promotion's still within their grasp and it's still in their own hands. A win next week gets them up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, there could be something absolutely bizarre happening with Westmead game, but um, unless Westmead you know, end up beating Tildare by um, 25, 30 points or something, Bizarre like that. Um, it looks like if we win, I mean Westmead would have to turn around a, a twenty point score difference uh, with us. Um, so you know, if we say if we won by a point, then Westmead won by twenty five points. Um, they would go ahead of us. Also, if um, Scotland could potentially come into that as well if they were based. But look, um, that's a bit of fortune, you know. And uh, Geezer, I suppose he'd be he's a lot of his, his friends and. In Kildare and still, I'm sure, um, half his, his, his number of seasons with, with them and all the success and the, and the did him a turn uh, beating Calvin uh, on, um, you know, yesterday uh, for us because that, that just, you know, Calvin had won that game. 
Dan was ik op tv. Um, dus ik heb geen tijd met Well, definitely what I made things. Uh, I write a bit more difficult for us. But look, you know, the game itself. I mean, the first thing, actually, before we, we, we talk too much about it, Sean, first thing I think we should say is uh, just to commend everybody involved uh, with the work they did with the Atlantic Grounds. Um, you know, between those pictures, those real comedic pictures, actually, with the uh, easer in the middle of all the, the paintings. As you say, Potty, everybody deserves massive credit for the way the athletic grounds looked the other night. It was brilliant, obviously, everybody's seen it on tally. Um, I think there was over 3,000, maybe nearly 4,000 um, pictures painted from over 30 schools around the county. So, yeah, that was brilliant. And it, it did add a bit of life and um, around the athletic grounds with no fans. Obviously, that's the way it's going to be for a while, it seems. Um, but, yeah, as you say, Potty, it... It was a nice start seeing that, and we'll get into the game then. I suppose a, a slow first half, um, Arma maybe set up a bit more defensive than we've been used to, uh, certainly in the earlier rounds of the league. Um, I felt maybe they would, that was just, you know, back to basics, first game back in seven months, back to basics, shut the thing down. Um, play on the counter, back attack a bit, um, get back into the game, get back into the flow of things. And that is sort of what the first half was like. Um, they led 5-1 after, I think it was 27 minutes. Were well in control. Um, and even after they conceded the penalty, and obviously Enda Smith, it was a great penalty. Blaine Hughes was just inches off it. Armagh responded brilliantly. Come back and hit the hit the next three points, two from Rory Grugan and one from Rain O'Neill. So everything was going well Potty you felt certainly I felt Armagh were in control at half time you were two points up you'd responded brilliantly to the goal everything seemed good at half time yeah there were much about the team in the first half no doubt about it um, yeah look the set up defensively uh, uh, very much so look I obviously wasn't at the game so you don't get the you'll get the view of things the way you would like you know in terms of being able to see the whole pitch and see where people are but it was still pretty obvious from the television and like there was some you know there was some key moments or what I thought might be key moments in that first half like you know 30 seconds we got a we got an early turnover and we did that again and again um, early on you know there was one day of the play I remember just at the at the start about three minutes in or so and um, you know Scotland kept the ball and kept the ball and kept the ball and then you know Armagh was wrapped back and we forced a turnover you know and, and these seems like real you know momentum shifters are establishing Opportunities to establish momentum uh, for our man. They were putting pressure on the the um, the Roscommon shots and then breaking at at pace. Um, and there were some you know, really good turnovers. But uh, you know, and we played some good football, got some good scores. We were far far more accurate than Roscommon. You know, they did create plenty of chances, but they were they were kicking wide and we weren't. Um, and look, you know, we gave a penalty away. It was. Probably as clumsy enough. You know, there wasn't a lot of contact in it really, uh, and whatever contact was actually probably on the ball. But you know, I, I certainly felt that whenever you, whenever you go in like that over the shoulder, you know, the the technique wasn't wonderful, and you know the fellow was was clean through on goals. So, um, you know, well, so it was maybe a soft enough penalty. The, the way it looked as you know, whenever you whenever you tackle over the shoulder like that, you are asking for trouble. But as you say, brilliant response. You know, really stepped up. Um, you know, you talk about looking for character in teams, and then you know something went against them like that. 
the, 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 they were superb. Uh, actually, you know, and um, uh, Rory Gruden got a brilliant point and Ray got another fantastic score. So, yeah, look, half-time came, we were, what, eight points to, um, to one three up and looked a much better team and everything was... Uh, I was looking pretty rosy at that at that stage, you know, that we'd, we'd had the setback of the penalty and, um, you know, we'd responded so well to it. Uh, but, look, that just didn't really prepare us for the... It was a bit of a disaster there in the second half. I suppose, Paddy, a bit of that was, too, that, you know, Armour were only two points ahead. Roscommon had only scored one point from play in 40 minutes of football. And, as you say, the war wasteful. Um, I think it's six first half wides, but... I would put a lot of that down to Armagh's hard work and Armagh's defensive structure that they were putting in place, that they were putting their common players under so much pressure that they were forcing the shot. Um, coming out in the second half then, it seemed Armagh just picked up with the left off. They got a couple of points. Rain got a brilliant one over in the left-hand side and I think they got a, a second one. I'm not just sure um, who got that to put them. They were maybe four or five points up at a stage. And then, bang, the two goals came. I think similar to the first penalty, the, they can't put much arguments with the second penalty. Um, Sean Maloney oh. come through, hit the crossbar, the ball spills, and I suppose to maybe uh, James Morgan, he has seen the loose ball in the penalty area and he's went to swing on it to get it out of there and he's connected with the common player first, so there was no arguments about it, Potty. Yeah, I know, Definitely not, you know, and it was one of those penalties, you know, sometimes you're very frustrated when, uh, well, you know, was there a penalty given in the throne, Donegal gave you maybe a high ball in and it's not a goal scoring chance, but you end up, a uh, defender does something stupid and gives away a penalty, but not in those cases, you know, they were both um, penalties, they were, they were clear goal scoring chances, you know, they're probably going to be put to the net anyway, um, if the foul hadn't been committed, so no, it was, it was just definitely, a, it was just definitely a penalty, um, you know, sort of when you actually when you when you launch in like a foot with a foot like that, um, you know it was you know just maybe lucky enough that the the, the referee um, didn't judge it too harshly because we we also maybe could have had a man sent off in the first half. Um, you know, so it wasn't as though we were you know, really really unlucky, and the referee was overly harsh on us. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose the. The thing is, you know, we talked so well, we talked so much, Sean, uh, Sean there a few minutes back about how good the reaction was to the to the first penalty goal. But unfortunately, just with the second, then and I'm sure you'll go, you're sure you'll go on to it. Then um, things actually just ended up going from bad to worse. Yeah, the the second goal was quickly followed by the third goal. Obviously, um, a full back getting a goal, which is maybe a collector's item. Potty, we don't see them too often, but. It just it was a big setback for Armand, as you you sort of touched on there. They didn't seem to be able to react the same way, and I suppose we talked about so much in the club championship. Um, obviously the old cliche goals win games, but it was common the three goal chances they took them, and Armand, not the one that stands out anyway. I don't think Armand had any shots on goal, and at the end that was obviously the difference. That was common took their goal chances, and Armand didn't create any. Of the the Clannagale goal that was 
scored Stephen Campbell. Do you remember the one that Stephen Campbell sprinted away and then just uh, pissed it off? Was it to McPartland or who? Um, was that one? Mel Patterson, that was in the semi final. Yeah, 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 the one against Carey. Um, and if you just look at it, actually, the, the, the scrum and fall back. You know, to be fair, Jamie, Jamie follows him right back out of the whole way. But he just, just as, as the as the forward is cutting in, the um, the fullback just takes that sort of stutter step and just backs off, and then he's in a great position just to receive the ball and he fires the net. You, you know, so it was a really good goal. But the issue was just that we were cut open. You know, that we, that we were, you know, sort of in a you know in the space of a couple of minutes, cut open twice, and you're you know you can see two goals. Um, and you're, you're six points down and that, that was the that was the losing of the game you know let's be honest I've enough that a good football but if you can see three goals and I know that this is a completely obvious statement but you can see three goals you're going to be in trouble you know like if you look at where we've uh, since that leash game the points we've dropped we can see the three goals uh, against Westmead we can see the three goals against Roscommon and look that's that, that's not going to be good enough um, and, you know, I'm not saying anything that I don't think anybody knows you know um that's just the reality of it, you know, that, it, it, that you can't be conceding three goals uh, at that level, you know, because te- teams are going to punish you. Uh, and and, and Scotland did in fair play to them. Uh, I suppose, you know, uh, we talked a bit there about the, the very defensive shape that we had early in the game. And, you know, uh, you know, what exactly happens, you know, is it just the natural, maybe that's just the natural ebb and flow of the game that that shape breaks down a wee bit. And that's the way that the um, that the um, you, know, you can maybe maybe start, but it's it's hard to keep that structure going throughout the whole game. And as I say, we were playing so well um, attacking wise and taking our scores. That um, look, it was it was just a difficult one. It was just a real disappointing one. Um, but look, in, in saying that, Sean, I wouldn't want to be too harsh uh, at all because you know this is the strangest of years. Players haven't played a game for seven months. Uh, you are going to get weird results in that scenario, you know. And uh, fair play to Geezer, you know, he, he had an interview with them, and he was very clear he didn't want to be making excuses about interrupted preparations or, or anything like that. But you know, it's still the reality that they did um, have an interrupted preparation. Um, and look, you're just going to get strange results. You've never had, you know, before we you know, look at Division One there. Um, before we uh, went into the um, the lockdown, you know, God, we were the best team in the country pretty much, and they get stuffed in the way that they are by uh, by, by Mayo and Tume. Uh, yesterday, you know, I mean, looking down the divisions, you had I still don't know what happened, but uh, I see Wicklow, you know, Wicklow beat uh, Anthony going for promotion, and uh, suddenly Wicklow scores seven goals against them. You know, so you're just gonna you're gonna get odd results, you know. In, the, in that scenario, and look, you know, thankfully we, we had those couple of scores, uh, or a couple of wins, um, or, or three wins on the under our belt from good performances, and, and deserved those. You know, we, we deserved to be where we were. You know, we can make up for it against Clare. Yeah, and as you say, I think you mentioned that last week on the podcast that we were planning so much for this was common game and all, but you did still have that safety net of the Clare game if things didn't go to plan. Obviously now you're going to call upon that this weekend and hope you can get a result at Clare and we'll talk more about that obviously in our preview show later in the week. But I suppose just a point you made, um, Paddy, about Armagh being maybe more open in the second half 
Um, we, we did play very defensive, I felt, in the first half and then maybe tried to open it up a wee bit more and play our more traditional game, the game we're, we're more used to and the game that has got us to where we are at the minute, you know, an attacking brand of football that favours our, our attacking players. Um, but I suppose when we do do that, our defence is maybe left a bit more open and you're missing your sweeper and your talisman at the back, Brandon Donaghy, who has been massive for Armagh um, in the last few years, playing in that six role and holding the defence and stopping them runners, the likes of Connor Cox and Enda Smith, you know, having the physical presence in that defence. And he was a massive miss on Saturday night, Potty, wasn't he? Oh, definitely, yeah. Look, Brandon's a good player. Um, and, look, you know, the, the, the reality is we are, you know, we definitely do have more options um, up front than we have in defence, you know, and that's shown by the fact that, um, uh, you know, we didn't fuck or actually really, really good. Um, I, I thought again in that, though, you know, well, previously unfamiliar role uh, to him. Um, so, look, yeah, if we'd have had Brandon back and that, and that bit of experience, it would have been, um, it would definitely have helped. But, look, you know, there's obviously a lot to work on there. I suppose the, the big thing that I took from the game, Sean, is just we do have a level of inconsistency about our performance. You know, like, no matter what, look, hopefully we beat Clare and we get up to Division 1. But we've gone through, uh, that'll be the whole league campaign will have gone through, even though we might potentially get promoted without putting two wins together. And, you know, we haven't actually done that at a level above Division 3 since 2014, unless you were relegated that year, uh, funny enough, when we did do it. Um, so, not, you know, like, when Scotland came into that game, although, I, look, as I say, I don't want to put too much store on what happened in March, um, but, you know, Scotland got that, you know, three wins in a row, and you do, and now four, and, you know, it, it is good to be trying to put together a, um, you know, a run of games. Um, and a, you know, a, a succession of wins. You know, it will be really good to be able to uh, to be able to do that in the in the league. But look, hopefully, maybe we can you know we can be clear, and then we can we can get two in a row, we can get two in a row, and three in a row, and maybe more when we're, we're up in Division One next year. And that is something that you did talk about last week, Paddy, that it was a bit of a concern for you of yours that we don't seem to put back to back performances or back to back wins and I think Yahar O'Kane was writing in the Irish News as well and he was sort of saying that Armagh have this tendency to not see out games that they probably are the better team in and that was the story on Saturday night that Armagh for long periods for maybe until the the second goal probably were the better team on show and then just, you know, them two sucker punch goals, two quick fire goals seemed to knock Armagh back and maybe knock confidence a wee bit. And I was just thinking, Paddy, and it, it was something that we were talking about last week, the the no crowds and maybe if Armagh had had a crowd there to cheer them on, they might have been able to lift themselves a wee bit more and it mightn't have been... I don't know, such a flat second half performance or something, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that would have had any impact at all. It was just something I was thinking about that maybe we did see the effects of that. But I suppose a huge positive coming out of the game I felt was the performance of the two O'Neills. Um, they accounted for nine of Armagh's fifteen points, and I thought no matter how things were going or how bad things were going, I thought the two O'Neills just never quit and I know Rain, maybe frustration got the better of him in the end and maybe you didn't see it on the tally party but 
he did he did react he was getting provoked off the ball um, and he did react and maybe that's just something that'll come with experience but we do have two quality players in the O'Neills there Potty that are going to be about and lead this Armagh team for years to come oh definitely look I mean if you actually look they got um, between them they got five points from play you know they got, we scored 15 points they got nine of them four were frees and, uh, and they also you know Rain got two from play and Oshin got three so yeah they're, not, they're just fantastic footballers there's no doubt about it you know um, I mean that score that Rain kicked um, in the first half um the stand side of the pitch, which uh, you know wouldn't necessarily suit a right-footed kicker, uh, but uh, they're, they're brilliant. They're just brilliant footballers, yeah. Um, and, and they they did great games, and look, hopefully they'll they'll continue to do that. Um, and, and look, it is great that we do have those types of options, um, you know, up front, and we do you know, we do have um, you know, you know, really you know, really really quality players, and, and maybe hopefully the likes of. Andy Morning to, to come in, but like if you, you know, if you look at the forward line that started, um, there, you, you know, you Connor Torbett, Stephen Campbell, um, uh, Mark Shields. I know there was there was maybe a bit of uh, change around, but Rory Grugan, Ray O'Neill, Jamie Clark, um, I know Malcolm Clay probably further back, but um, and then you know Shane at midfield. So look, you know, they're brilliant forwards. Like that's as good a set of, of attacking players as any county have had. Or will have, you know, um, but I, I suppose just the um, the thing is, we, we just need to avoid the, um, conceding those goals. You know, we're just trying to try to become a wee bit more solid at the back and just avoid uh, the, the concession of, of those goals and um, uh, try not to be caught open as um, as easily as we were. But I, I think we can definitely do it, um, you know. And look, we're still a lot. At the end of the day, uh, Sean, if in a fortnight's time we're coming and we're looking after Armagh won two matches and we're looking for you know, looking forward to playing either Throne or Donegal after we've beaten Clare and Derry, you know, we'll not be too worried about that most common game. You know, we've got to say we are like a wee bit just the way results have gone and you know, I'm sure the team will be back to, to train now over the next season or two. And they'll be delighted that um, they have another, you know, they have a chance to pop that right. Yeah, and I suppose that is um, something, Paddy, that you know you don't have to dwell on this result. That you have your next game, like training on Tuesday night, they're not going to focus much on the rest common game. They're going to have to turn their attentions to Clare fairly quickly, and maybe that's a good thing that they that they get to do that so quickly. It's a quick turnaround, and they can sort of forget about Saturday night and move on to this weekend. And as we said, it's well within their hands. It's well within their grasp um, to get the Division 1. And just to finish up, Paddy, I just want to say hard luck to the Armagh Camogie team. They lost out in the Ulster Intermediate Championship to Down um, on Sunday. So hard luck to them. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. And we have a big show coming on Thursday as we look forward to Armagh facing Clare, obviously. And the Armagh Miners are in action against Derry in the first round of the Ulster Championship. And the Hurlers are also in the first round of the Nicky Rackard Cup coming up on Saturday there at home in the Athletic Grounds. So three big games this weekend to look forward to, Potty. And I'm sure you'll be back to join us on Thursday as we look forward to them games. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, really looking really looking forward to the matches and it's just great that we have this um, we'll have these games um, and I'd love to you know, from the from the news this evening that we're you know, we are going to be able to continue on with the with the championships so yeah look um, delighted and uh, yeah it's a great um, 
looking forward to another good show um, previewing the weekend games Sean thanks very much for joining us Paddy that was a great show thank you thanks Sean Slips inside.